Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. As a society, we're obsessed with upgrading. Whether it's the latest smartphone, a new car, furniture, or home, we must keep up with the Joneses, and also we just really like new and shiny things. As someone pursuing a minimalist lifestyle, it can be tough to hold back. That's why I asked fellow minimalist Carlene Armstead and special guest appearance from her husband to discuss this very thing. But before we get to the conversation, I wanted to encourage you to pre-order a copy of my upcoming book, Minimalist Moms Living and Parenting with Simplicity. I'm so excited to bring you new content, and in my opinion, I don't think there's another book like this out there on the market, though there are some wonderful ones. I have broken down the book into various categories of minimalism that you can focus on in your daily life. Time, mindfulness, holidays, sentimental items, post-holiday decluttering, sustainability, pregnancy and postpartum, intentional purchasing, and more. I've included a link in the show notes for you to easily find it. Again, thank you so much to everyone who supports The Minimalist Moms by either listening, leaving rating and reviews, or following along on social media. It does mean the world to me, and I look forward to seeing our community just continue to grow in the coming year. Now for my conversation with Carlene. Carlene, thank you so much for joining me on The Minimalist Moms podcast. Thank you for having me. We're having a conversation today that I have been wanting to have for a while now. So I'm glad that you're here to talk to me about whether or not we should be upgrading or not upgrading, but we'll explain that here a little bit more in just a second. I want to go ahead and let you introduce yourself for people that might not be familiar with who you are. Thank you. So my name is Carlene. I'm 29 years old. I'm a wife. My husband's name is C. John. We've been married for six years now and we have three kids. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom, but before this, I was in management. So a little bit about us. We are debt-free. We live in West Palm Beach, Florida. And yeah, we are a minimalist family. Cool. Great. And then when did you start pursuing minimalism? Just a quick summary. Like, has this been something that you've been at for a while now, or is this more recent in recent years? So it started in 2017. Um, I became a stay-at-home mom, and I was home all the time, and I had to deal with my stuff. Um, So I was in my daughter's room, and I realized I had enough baby clothes and baby items for, like, five kids. So that's when the first kind of, like, overwhelm happened, but I didn't really know what to do, so I just kind of organized everything. Um, And then a few months later, my daughter was diagnosed with a speech delay, and it's so weird how this story is, but it's what led me to minimalism. Um, because the pediatrician and the, the uh, speech therapist said that she really needed to be limited on her screen time. So instead, I just got rid of all the computers, the TVs, all that stuff. She couldn't have any of it. We literally got rid of the TV. And in that time, I was like, okay, we're going to just focus on helping my daughter, getting out more, doing all this stuff. But then I was so bored, and I Googled, what do families without TVs do? And literally the word minimalism came up in my Google search. And I know the word minimalism, but I never knew the word like in the sense of a lifestyle. So I was kind of like, what is this? And I was like, these weird people. And then 
I found the minimalist documentary mm-hmm. and I finally was like, this is how I feel. Like with all the stuff in my daughter's room, I'm like, I have so much stuff. And the answer is get rid of it. But I didn't know that getting rid of it was an option. I, I know it sounds crazy, but I just thought I needed it and we should have it just in case. From there, after watching the documentary, changed my whole life. And after a few months, my husband decided, I like this, so I'm going to join too. And since then, it's just been our lifestyle and we are just minimalist now. Yeah. No, I love that story. And I didn't realize that you had gotten rid of your screens. I feel like that in itself, I want to talk to you about. Goodness. I definitely want to cut down on the screen time. I feel like ever since COVID and just being home more than we typically used to ever be, that we have depended on it a little bit more for entertainment, especially when I'm trying to get things done for the podcast or whatnot. But yeah, that is a conversation that I want to have with you at a different time because I'm sure that was really difficult, but so worthwhile, I'm sure. So difficult. And I mean, this is more in the speech aspect, but my daughter's speech improved so much because mm-hmm. I was just overwhelmed, you know, first time mom, I didn't really know what to do. And I wanted to keep her busy and just eliminating the screens. Her development was like, oh my God, so much improvement. Everyone was so impressed. She's completely caught up now, but it was just night and day. Like she started to communicate. She was nonverbal. And I just think it was one of the stepping stools that we needed to get her to where she is now. Mm-hmm. And it was, it really was a game changer. And plus my husband and I started spending like much more time together because we would just watch the office all night long and not even talk. So we were like forced to like communicate and sit down and spend quality time together. So it was really good for us. Yeah, no, I, I love that. Well, a conversation for another time, but yeah, yeah, for sure. So you're here today. We are going to talk about the idea of upgrading. And I think that when we think of, oh, I need to upgrade this. I think about my phone, first of all, or maybe like my technology. But I think that there are many facets of life that we can feel like we need to upgrade just elements of our lifestyle. So with that said, why do you think that people are so quick to want to upgrade? Yeah. So this is such a great topic because there are so many reasons. So I'll explain some that I feel are more personal to me because I've gone through them. First, I would say we have this like fear of missing out. Sometimes we can wrap our identity in our stuff or like keeping up with the Joneses or we buy things or in this case we upgrade to keep up with an image or like to impress someone. So sometimes we actually are upgrading and it's not even for us. Mm -hmm. And then another thing is we aren't content with what we have because we actually don't take care of it. So that's a huge reason for upgrade. That was the biggest thing that I had to deal with because I would get something and it would be exciting and then I wouldn't take care of it. And in a few months, it just felt like an old thing. So Mm -hmm. then I wanted something else. A huge example of this, like an expensive example is like my old car. Oh my goodness. I didn't take care of it. I could have driven it many more years, but I didn't keep up with even the oil changes. I didn't clean it. I mean, if, if you know me now, you wouldn't believe that was my car. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had it up until recently, like I only upgraded like a few years ago and it was because I had a family and needed a car to fit my family. So now I'm like, okay, what I'm going to do is take care of this van that I just bought. I have prioritized taking care of it because if not, I'm going to end up needing to upgrade or wanting to upgrade in a few years when my car feels like my old car. And then a huge one is 
there are no perfect products, but the marketers these days are amazing. Mm -hmm. Like we joke about it, how we talk about something and all of a sudden we're getting ads or we think about it and we are like, what a coincidence. This just came up. And those ads are targeted to us because it's meant for us to purchase. People get paid the big bucks to make us feel or want these items. Mm -hmm. So you said your phone, and I think that's the perfect example. It is normal to upgrade your phone every two years. But do you really need to upgrade your phone every two years? Probably not. Mm -hmm. It's just normal. It's just something that we do. Oh, it's two years. It's time for an upgrade. Let's go to the store. Why is that normal if what we have is working properly? Upgrading has become normalized by these companies and it's in our face. So it's hard. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe you'll get to this. So I hope that I don't take something away from what you're going to say. But I think that for myself, I had to end up replacing my phone, but we got a refurbished phone. My phone actually just stopped working the whole system. So instead of getting a new one, we got a refurbished phone because I think my insurance covered it. All this to say, in a few days of getting this refurbished phone, I dropped it and the entire back glass shattered. And so I was like, no, I don't, I, I wanted to avoid having to buy and spend a ton of money on a new phone. So what I did, I found a case that actually covers the glass that was shattered. I'm telling you, it's in hundreds of pieces, the back of my phone, but I was able to just keep the phone by itself. And then I put this on it immediately. And I was able to like, I have this phone. I, there's been no problem. That was months ago that this happened. So I had to get realistic with myself about what's a need versus a want. And I really wanted a new phone. I don't want my phone to be broken. I hate that it's like this, but it, it's functional now it's getting its job done. And I think when I'm realistic with myself about what's a need versus want, and it's hard to do, it's hard to get to that point because we think we need these things because you're right. We're marketed these things that we are told we need to make our lives easier or better, but it's just so much of minimalism for me is just getting really honest with myself. And that I mean, it takes years to get truly honest and digging up into the different layers of why we do the things we do. So I don't think that's why, I don't think this happens overnight. Right. Yeah, no, definitely not. Because even people who are living that lifestyle where they're really like diving deep into like why they do certain things, it can still be hard. And like your cell phone, I totally get that. A couple years ago, I was like, I don't need to upgrade my phone, do I? Mm-hmm. I kind of thought I had to. I thought there was some kind of new contract I needed to sign. I don't even know. And I kept it for many more years and then I dropped it. And I did kind of like what you did where it was just kind of cracked on the corner. I'm like, oh, a case can cover that. Like it's still doing its job. And then I dropped it again and I shattered the screen and I'm a little crazy. So I was like, I can go a little longer. And then pieces of the glass were coming off onto my hand. So I was like, I yeah. think I need a new phone. Yeah, that's <laughs> but- Yeah, I understand that. (laughs) So then at that point, there are like needs and wants. And then sometimes I would say like when it comes to cell phones, maybe, you know, we have to look at what is really the difference between the new one and the old one if you're upgrading because breaking your phone is definitely a reason to upgrade. Um, But a lot of the times, like we don't even think about it. We're like, I want the newest one. So when I went to upgrade my phone, I told the guy, I'm like, I have $400 cash. What can I get? Mm. And I ended up walking out of there with an iPhone that I don't even know which iPhone it is. I don't even know what storage it has because I just said I don't really need all the storage. And yeah, I've had it for a year now and it's been great. It does everything that I need. I kind of mentioned one of the ways that we can combat this mentality of needing to upgrade, but do you have any other suggestions about how we can really push this mindset to the side? 
A major one is to really look at it in the perspective of, am I doing this for myself? Am I doing this for someone else? Am I doing this for a certain image? Ask yourself questions like, what is so good about this thing? What is the difference? Will it make my life easier? You know, sometimes just getting to the root of it by asking yourself some simple questions can help combat that mentality. But I think a huge one in today's society, because I feel like nowadays, everyone wants to be debt free, right? Where everyone's talking about it, it seems like on social media. But to be really straightforward, the best thing to say is, is it in your budget? Can you afford it without putting it on credit? Mm -hmm. Or even if you put it on credit, can you comfortably afford it every year? Because I understand that not everyone is debt free yet. And there are things that people need. So if you're going to put it on credit, is it going to bother you or burden you every year? Is it going to cause you stress? Like when we went in to do a huge purchase, my husband and I, we were shopping for a minivan and we saved up cash for one and we were shopping around in our price range and we saw some that were nice, but then they showed us the upgraded sports edition and we fell in love. Like my husband fell in love. He was like, this is a cool dad minivan. I would like to drive that. And it was $8,000 more than we had in cash. And, oh, it was hard, but we almost financed We were so close to thinking we need that upgrade because it's so much nicer. But luckily, because we like our, you know, we held each other accountable. We're like, "Mm, no. And we had our budget. We ended up just sticking to what we went for, even though that upgrade seemed so appealing. Talk about it all the time. We're like, thank God we didn't act on emotions and make that mistake. So I think combating that mentality is also thinking it feels good now, but is it going to feel good when you leave wherever you are after purchasing? Yeah, I think taking that pause too sometimes if you are wanting to make a splurge or if you're wanting to make that purchase that you're not certain of, it really is important to take a pause. I feel like unless I'm 100% certain, and I I mean that 100% certain, I will not take the plunge of whatever it is that I want to buy. I take time away. Usually I'll set like two to four weeks, depending on how vast the item is. But that little pause usually gives me clarity on whether or not it is a one or need. So I think pausing and really evaluating what your motive is, like you said, is very important. Yeah. I think that's a great thing to do. Um, I learned from someone on, I think Instagram, Amazon is a huge one where, you know, it's so easy to just purchase anything you want, click of a button. It'll be here in two days. But this person had mentioned that anything that they want, they put it in their Amazon cart and they don't make any purchases till the first of the month. Hmm. And sometimes when they get to the first of the month, Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, I don't even need this item, but they won't allow themselves. Even if they remember an item on the second, they're like, have to wait till the first. That is such an awesome thing to do because a month is long enough for you to know if you really need that item. Pausing, sleeping on it because buyer's remorse is, is real too. I think that it's just so quick to be like, oh, swipe up. Oh, I like this. I'm buying it. And so I really like the idea of putting that even a month pause on your card. I'm glad you shared that. My next question for you is, What should we consider when contemplating whether or not we do upgrade our possessions? So we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but do you have anything else that you typically, like that you personally may consider? Yeah. I mean, my husband and I, we do this where we, we have like these three things that we do and talk about when we're making a purchase or if we need to upgrade, do we need it? And like why we need it is one thing. Uh, We talk about, can we afford it? We actually have budget meetings for anything we're going to buy. Literally, it could be 
$15 and we're talking about it. So can we afford it? And then the next thing is, what is the main difference between the item that we have and then the upgrade that we're trying to get? So we will literally take time to research, look for pros and cons because, you know, we are debt free and we want to stay that way. So we're really careful with a lot of our purchases. So the three would be, do you need it? Can you afford it? And research the difference. In 2021, it's definitely okay to talk about our mental health and happiness. 2020 was interesting, so let's just do a mental health check-in. How are you really, and what do you need right now? Humans are not meant to keep everything inside. It makes us sick, and therapy helps. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work not dealing well with stress, whatever it is that you need, don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you, because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Minimalist Mom listeners get 10% off the first month at BetterHelp.com slash Minimalist. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Minimalist. One of the things that has been really helpful to me as a minimalist is setting a budget. Alongside of choosing not to impulsively spend, a budget also guides me in the areas that I've already intentionally set. It's a new year and a lot of people are looking to rein in the spending and stick to a budget and that's why I've been recommending Cube Money. People come to Cube Money to solve problems such as not successfully sticking to a budget over a long period of time, not saving enough money to reach goals, unplanned spending and purchases, or problems with relationships when it comes to money. Cube Money is an app that works like the envelope system. Have you ever wished you could practice the cash envelope system, but without having to carry around cash or just fear that you may lose it? Well, this is the perfect app for you. It brings that philosophy into the 21st century with a designated Visa debit card that spins and debits from whatever category you assign. Cube Money helps people stick to a budget, save more money, spend with purpose and intention, and strengthen relationships around money. If this sounds like a system that would work for you, visit cubemoney.com minimalist. Visit Cube Money with a Q and create an account for free today. Okay, we kind of talked before the show and you told me that you were having just dialoguing with your husband about this topic and you said he had some good insight to share. So no pressure, but we just brought your husband in. We paused the show. Your husband is here with us now. So I'm going to allow you to introduce yourself really fast and then we'll get into a question for you. Yeah. Well, my name is C. John and I am Carlene's husband. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that was, yeah, I could have just said that probably, but great. Well, yeah, we're talking about this topic to upgrade or not. And I'm just curious to know what that has looked like in your life and maybe just what you two had dialogued about when you were preparing for this episode. Mm. Well, it's such a good topic and a little bit of background on how I used to see upgrades. I, I kind of grew up really frugal and my mom and my family, they're from India and they 
they do not like to spend money. And anytime we had, you know, a phone or something that we wanted to get, we'd always say, you know, do we already have a phone? Is the phone that we're using good enough? And so I always had that mentality growing up. But as Carlene and I were talking about some of these questions, I was like, hmm, this is, this is a tough one because I, I'm not sure if you guys talked about this already, but sometimes it is okay to upgrade and sometimes it isn't. And I think, you know, really, really thinking about like, how does that fit in your life right now? Like, does the thing that you have that you're considering to upgrade, is it going to make your life easier? Is it going to make your life better? Um, or do you want it for some other reason? Is there something that you can't even pinpoint why you want it? And those are all, I feel like, good questions to ask ourselves that don't necessarily mean it's, it's the right decision or the wrong decision, but I think it could help clear up the reason why we spend money on things and the reason why we purchase things. And I think in the long run, more than just you know thinking about one upgrade it'll really help us as we're budgeting and we're trying to build you know a financial future and how do we protect what we're trying to build in the long run no it absolutely does and carlene shared the story of how when you went to get your van that they showed you the van with all the bells and whistles on it and how you guys came to the conclusion that oh this would be so fun to have but we just we're not gonna take that plunge we're not gonna do that today because that in the long run it doesn't it doesn't align with what our goal is long-term despite it being really impulsive right now. That's what it feels like. Yeah. I wanted to plunge as far deep as I could with that because <laughs> I am, you know, I'm a dad and I never imagined myself in a minivan <laughs> mm-hmm. and I tried to basically make it easier on myself by finding the sportiest minivan I could find. <laughs> and when we saw this sports edition, I was like, Oh man, this is so good. And Mind you, we had been spending 10 months saving up to purchase this van cash mm-hmm. um, before we saw the sports edition. And lucky for Chrysler, they released the sports edition into my, I guess, my ad feed right whenever I was like, okay, I'm going to go buy this van. And I was like, man, I really like this sports one so much better, mm-hmm. but it's like $8,000 more. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I literally was like, could I make this work? Should I, <laughs> yeah. should I finance the shit? Like these are all questions, things that were so far out of the question. Mm-hmm. And for someone who has been frugal, someone who I am so, uh, I would say like when it comes to like the rules of budgeting and all that, I've always been so strict about it. And even me falls victim to great advertising. Mm-hmm. They knew who they were going after. The dad. See John, <laughs> the dad. <laughs> who definitely wants to ride around in his minivan and kind of looks semi-cool. So (laughs) I just think that being aware of how advertisers are trying to make their money and it's okay because, you know, that's, we all need things and sometimes we want something to be served to us when we need it. But when you have something to fall back on, when we realize, okay, we don't want to break our budget, we don't want to break our bank and we want to stay true to our values, like you said earlier, we wanted to stay true to what, we committed to. We ne- we don't want to finance anything ever again because we know the money that we spent on all the interest and all that, and we never owned it. And if we would have financed that sports edition, man, I would have pulled out that lot feeling so good. And then when I got home, I would probably have extreme remorse for just not sticking to what I said I'd do. 
Yeah, no, I love hearing it from your perspective as well, because I do like hearing a male's perspective. I need to do like a minimalist dad's series because I think it would be fun to hear the male perspective. Do you have anything else that you'd like to say about just kind of how you make those decisions together? Or you can talk about, you said, I'll let you choose. You also said that you think that there is sometimes, sometimes you think it's okay to upgrade. So I'm curious to hear either you can touch on one of those because I think we're going to run out of time on the Zoom. <laughs> you know, marriage is a dance. And I think when, when it comes to budgeting or even minimalism, it's, there's never a strict way of how you're supposed to do this one thing. So when you think about making a budget, you say, well, you have to do it like this and this is the only way to do it. Or if you're going to be a minimalist, you can only do it this way. And something that Carlina and I have had to learn is we're both very different people. And we view some of the same things very differently. So we view budgeting sometimes a little bit differently. We view minimalism a little bit differently. And every decision, uh, we have to make it together. So when we decided to buy a van, I did not think that that was the first thing that I want to do. I said, can we get by with what we have? And we realized we couldn't. So we decided we need to buy this van. And in essence, that is an upgrade, but it was a necessary upgrade. Mm-hmm. And it made our lives easier. And then when it comes to other things inside the house, if we want to buy something for the house, Carlene always runs it by me. And it, if I were to ever buy something, I run it by her, not only for, you know, do we want to make sure that we stick to our budget, but also is this item going to be good for us, for our family? Is it going to take up too much space or is it going to help our lifestyle at home? And so I would say, When it comes to minimalism or, again, just budgeting or upgrades in general, just talk to your spouse. At the end of the day, you want to be able to make the decisions together and not feel like if you wanted to buy something and you end up buying it without at least running it by them or at least hearing their feedback, even if they don't want you to do it and you decide, okay, well, I still want to make this decision, at least you... At least you build that trust in the long run that you guys can make these big decisions together because you don't want to just, you don't want to be the only one pursuing budgeting lifestyle. You don't want to be the only one pursuing a minimalist lifestyle at the end of the day because you are trying to build something together. So that's how I would view, you know, big decisions like this or even upgrades as simple as a phone. You want to make those together. Yeah. I love your input. I think that's really, I think that was great. So I'm going to ask Carlene some of the last questions, but I so appreciate you coming on and just sharing some of your wisdom here. I think that women listening are going to just appreciate the male perspective into this. Woohoo. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) All right, Carlene. Well, where can they find you if they want to connect online? My Instagram is Carlene Armstead and his is C. John Armstead, but we do have a YouTube channel, which is the Armstead family. Love it. Well, as we wrap things up here, I'm going to ask you the two questions that I ask every guest. And the first one is, what is something that you're simplifying right now? AKA, what is your minimalist moment of the week? Um, I'm simplifying my daily schedule right now. I have a newborn and I feel like I'm still adjusting to having three kids. Like it's finally hitting me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, really simplifying that and um, also figuring out what I really need for a newborn. Yeah, I, I can totally relate to that. I feel like going from two to three was much trickier than going from one to two for me. And it did take a minute to hit. I don't know. I think you're in that like fuzzy newborn stage and then it's like, okay, they're not sleeping nearly as much. So this is getting a little bit harder and reality hits. So I can definitely relate to that. 
Yeah. He's not the sleepy little newborn we brought home anymore. So I think this is now when it's really hitting me. Mm-hmm. And also I took them to a doctor's appointment by myself today, all three of them. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still traumatized. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> well, my last question for you, we're going to wrap this interview up here is what is something that you can't stop talking about? My Peloton. Oh, I am obsessed. And it was one of those things where we had like a budget meeting with obviously the world kind of closed down and I don't see myself going back to a gym um, anytime soon because I would have to take the kids with me Mm -hmm. and that's just not going to happen. So we invested and we saved up and paid cash for Peloton and I use it every day, almost at least five to six times a week. And it's been so good for me as a stay at home mom to just have something for myself. Like I'm just so excited to go ride and kind of feel like I'm around adults because I'm always with kids. Mm -hmm. And some of these instructors are kind of like therapeutic, really pump you up. So it feels like you're actually getting like a therapy session. So yeah, I keep talking about it and I'm pretty sure people on Instagram would like me to stop. (laughs) (laughs) I realize you had a Peloton. Yeah. If you're thinking about it, I'm not one to like tell people go buy something, but it's been really life-changing for me. I can't even explain it. The hype that people say about it is, mm-hmm. is so real. And it's funny. We're talking about it when we're talking about upgrades, but it was definitely something worth, worth me getting for my mental health. My health is everything. So mm-hmm. it was a really good purchase for me. Cool. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Well, I appreciate you coming on today and just sharing your wisdom here in this area. I just, I wanted this to be more of a dialogue and I think that that's what we had here. And I just think that this went really well. So I appreciate your time today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You know, I've been listening to your podcast for like a long time because when I became a minimalist and I was so excited to like look for minimalist people, your podcast was one of the first things I found. Oh, well, that's really cool. Yeah. Thanks again for being here. Thank you. What did you think of the interview? I hope that our discussion gave you just a bit more insight into how others process upgrading in life. And I know we focused a lot on tangible items like cars and phones, but I think the same mentality of why am I doing this? Do I need it? And am I only doing this for someone else could even apply to a new job or on a grander scale, a new home or a new community. So what are your thoughts? How do you decide whether or not to upgrade? I'd like to know. I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, my new book, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.